From Blair Beth to Halfway, from Stonewall to Bankhead, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your local station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell. I feel the breeze on my face, feel it warm like the kisses that you kiss on my face Can't replace what you give me when we touch, it's too much, such a rush whenever you are near It's like a song with no end as we bend to the rhythm of the sun and the earth and the moon And the stars are all aligned just for us, can't pretend that you don't feel it too and I feel your lips so inviting, your body so enticing, and I can't even start to count the ways I'm gonna love you. So So baby, that's sweet 
creative adult is the child who survived, so says Ursula Le Guin. The desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. And that was Dieter F. Uchtdorf. And Maya Angelou says, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Welcome to Telling Your Story. This week, we are going to be talking about how doing something creative can boost your well-being. So we've started, as we mean to go on, we've played um, Leon Jackson with creative and there was some quotes there about creativity and uh, how important it is. Uh, We've got 10 ways and how to improve your creativity and improve your well-being by doing something creative and we'll have a look at some of the the research as well. So thank you for joining us. My name's Joy Mitchell. I'm going to be here till two o'clock today so stay tuned. Lovely to have you with us. One ticket, please. Lord have mercy, everybody's here. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. She's at home. Yeah, she's at home. Yeah, she's at home. Let the music play. I just want to dance the night away. Yeah, right here, right here, where I'm going to stay. Oh, let it play on, let it on, let it play on, let it play on. 
Oh, that was Barry White with Let the Music Play. And today we are going to be talking about creativity. So that was a, a nice song to, to keep us going there. Because listening to music um, and indeed, you know, playing music are great ways to be creative. And creativity, so the researchers uh, are showing, is a, is a good way to boost your well-being. So stay tuned with us throughout the show because we're going to be looking at some more quotes and some ways to, to increase your creativity. Creativity. But here's a little bit of research, first of all. So a, a study uh, suggests that small acts of creativity in everyday life increase our overall, overall sense of well-being. Uh, now, many people, um, or certainly in the past, a lot of people have considered creativity the realm of what you might say the tortured soul. Uh, think of Sylvia Plath, Kurt Cobain or Vincent van Gogh. Though there is no doubt that Plath, Cobain and Van Gogh created works of great art, science suggests that they may be more the exception than the rule. In fact, lots of studies have found that uh, while experiencing mental illness can sometimes coincide with creating enduring art, creativity in general is more associated with positive emotion and well-being. For example, researchers have found that people report being happy and energised when they're engaged in everyday creative endeavours and that being in a positive mood goes hand in hand with creative thinking. It's not guaranteed. That's why we're going to look at ways to increase this. And it's certainly not the case that, um, you know, perhaps uh, feeling sad or experiencing grief and taking that and using that uh, to... Um, produce something creative can be beneficial for uh, for your well-being and your recovery. But while these studies and others suggest a link between positive emotion and everyday creativity, it's still unclear which one causes the other or if they exist in a kind of virtuous circle. A newly published study, well, a couple of years ago, aims to set the record straight. Tamlin Connor a researcher at the University of Otago in New Zealand and two American researchers analysed surveys from over 650 young adults who had filled out daily long, uh, day, sorry, daily online diaries for 13 days. Among other things, the questions asked about um, how much time they'd spent in creative endeavours each day and about their well-being. There are levels of positive emotion, negative emotion and what the researchers called flourishing, an overall sense of meaning, purpose, engagement and social connection in their lives. To tease out what causes what the researchers compared um, measures of creativity on one day to measures of well-being on the next day and vice versa. Now, the results showed that people who were engaged in more creative activities than usual on one day reported increased positive emotion and flourishing the next day, while negative emotions didn't change. However, the reverse effect did not seem to occur. People who experienced higher positive emotions on day one weren't more involved in creative activities on day two, suggesting that everyday creativity leads to more well-being rather than the other way around. Now, these results surprised Connor, who, who didn't actually think the findings would be so definitive. 
Research often yields complex, murky or weak findings, she says. But these patterns were strong and straightforward. Doing creative things today predicts improvements in well-being tomorrow, full stop. Still, she and her colleagues wondered why they got these results. Could it be that creative activity that we start on one day, let's say a crafting project, continues on the next day, and that's why well-being goes up on day two? That could weaken the evidence that creativity has lasting effects on well-being. And even after controlling for this possibility in their analyses, though, the researchers found that people who were more creative on one day still experience more flourishing and positive emotions like energy, enthusiasm and excitement the next day, though not other positive emotions like cheerfulness. This led Connor to conclude that engaging in small daily acts of creativity may influence overall well-being rather than simply making us feel good in the moment. I'm going to come back and uh, read a wee bit more about what Con- what um, Connor concluded about this and uh, how uh, she's taken the research forward. But meanwhile, here's another bit of music. Coldplay, A Head Full of Dreams. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio.
Telling Your Story with Joy Mitchell. Welcome back to Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio. My name's Joy and we are talking about uh, the link between creativity and well-being. So we were talking before Coldplay there um, about some research that was done uh, in Australia uh, by Connor. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So what we uh, saw was that uh, being creative one day uh, would lead to increased well-being uh, on day two. And there were different ways that the researchers tried to prove that as a causal link. And indeed, it seems that that is the case. Um, So, you know, engaging small daily acts of creativity may influence overall well-being rather than simply making us feel good in the moment. But can everyone reap these benefits? Well, certainly personality traits uh, have been linked to creativity in the past, such as openness to experience. Yet when Connor and her colleagues ran the analyses, they found that the benefits of engaging creativity were similar across different personality types. We were actually pleased that personality made no difference in the link between creativity and well-being, she said. This suggests that everyone and anyone can benefit from introducing creativity in their daily lives. Of course, the study has limitations, most notably that it relies on participants' own reports of their experiences. We don't really know how creative people actually were, at least not by any outward measure. However, it's clear that when people think they've been creative, they experience more positive emotion and flourishing. Connor believes her findings suggest that people could incorporate more creativity in their week. Perhaps learn to knit, take up cooking, sing in a group, paint or play music. She also suggests tapping into creativity at work by trying to come up with novel solutions to programmes or problems or writing creatively. She says, we can add creativity to the list of actionable things people can do to take charge of their well-being.
On Friday 31st of March Cam Glen presents live events are back in our venue number 18 Rutherglen Get your tickets for an evening of Garage Rock featuring Gelatine Middle Class Guilt and Fat Black Cats Tickets are £7 plus booking fee and we have a licensed bar so it's strictly over 18s only Doors open at 7.30pm Just search for Cam Glen Presents Tickets is a great way to be creative and we spoke to uh, some people who meet on a Wednesday along at Eastcroft they have a club along there and we asked them to reminisce about um, playing as children so let's hear from them 
you were always like, see, I, I don't know about you ladies, but I remember like, you were up first thing in the morning. So you were. And you were out and you weren't back into like, uh, it was starting to get dark at night. I know. There was a family, there was a family and, and when I lived up in Denison, the Keatonses, and there was nine of them. And you could never beat the Keatonses, they were always up and out and you'd go, the Keatonses is beat us again, beat us again. They'd be playing and you'd be... But I we were up early in a way and as I say, your mother, uh, if, even if you didn't have a sandwich, you could all come back and get something to eat. And they, with Keatonses, there was a big, a big crowd of them and they used to get free meals. Right. And we used to used to go with them and get the free meals as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd end up in American Swings, as we called them, down off the Gallagher. Oh, what was that? Crown Point Road. It was, it was just a name we gave them because we, they had like a, that thing that you went forward, like a swing boat uh, thing, right. you know, where you put your feet on it and it went back mm, and forward. The, the big fancy aye, ones. Aye, and, it would, <clears throat> and that's why we used to say, we're going to the American Swings today, and that was doing the Crown Point Road, doing about that right. end. Aye. But we're away the whole day. I know. Just come back to get some tea at tea time. No. Smashing. To play hide and seek. Aye. 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 Hide and seek. Aye. 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 The mothers used to, aye. We used to come in for work. Aye, they used work. to come down, aye. Oh, they played the peaver. Aye, the peaver. An old, an old, uh, an old a, tin. A, um, polish polish tin. tin, wasn't uh, it? Aye. 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 Everybody could get or a, or a stone, wouldn't it? That's right. Aye. Kind of a flattish stone, mm. and that's what we used and we chopped it up. God, it was great, but you done. And then what was that with, what was that one? You, you were, there was a, a, a thing made at that side of the pavement, and we were at this side. And you, you said something to them and, and they were in to try and get to their side of the Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much there to the, the ladies of, of Eastcroft. Well, we're moving towards uh, looking at the 10 habits of highly creative people, but let's have a little bit of background about that. Um, Scott Barry Kaufman and Carolyn Gregoire uh, explored how to develop creativity as a habit and a style of engaging with the world. And they asked, well, what exactly is creativity? So many of us assume that creativity is something we had as a child, but we lost, or something allocated to rarefied individuals that we can only admire from afar. But science has shown that in many ways, we're all wired to create. The key is recognising that creativity is multifaceted on the level of <clears throat> who's me, the brain, personality and the creative process and can be displayed in many different ways. From the deeply personal experience of uncovering a new idea or experience to expressing ourselves through words, photos, fashion and every other uh, everyday creations to the work of renowned artists that transcends the ages. Neuroscientists who study creativity have found that creativity does not involve a single brain region or even a single side of the brain as the right brain myth of creativity suggests. Instead, it draws on the whole brain. This complex process consists of many interacting cognitive systems, both conscious and unconscious, and emotions. 
with different brain regions recruited to handle each task and to work together as a team to get the job done. Discovery of the default network of the brain, the part of the brain at work, when we are not purposely engaged in other tasks, is one of the most important recent discoveries in neuroscience. The default network enables us to construct personal meaning from our experiences. Imagine other perspectives and scenarios. Comprehend stories and reflect on mental and emotional states, both our own and those of others. It should come as no surprise then that the activity of this network, as we like to call it the imagination network, also informs our most creative ideas. The executive attention network of the brain is also crucial to creativity, however. Executive control processes support creative thinking by helping us deliberately plan future actions. Remember to use various creative tactics. Keep track of which strategies we've already tried and reject the most obvious ideas. They also help us focus our imagination, blocking out external distractions and allowing us to tune into our inner experiences. When we generate new ideas, these networks, along with the what they call the salience network, which is responsible for motivation, they engage in a sort of complex dance. Researchers have observed this cognitive tango in action through the brain scans of people engaged in their personal creative processes. Initially, their brain states resemble a state of flow or or complete absorption in the task. The imagination and salience networks are highly active, while the more focused executive domain is relatively quiet. However, as creative people further hone and refine their work, the executive attention um, becomes increasingly more active. Creative people are particularly good at exercising flexibility in activating and deactivating these brain works. Then most people tend to be at odds with each other. In doing so, they're able to juggle seemingly contradictory modes of thought, cognitive and emotional, deliberate and spontaneous. Even on a neurological level, creativity is messy. So what can we do to augment this cognitive flexibility? Well, in their book, Wired to Create, they explored how to develop creativity as a habit, a way of life, and a style of engaging with openness and sensitivity, solitude and collaboration, play and seriousness, and intuition and reason that all contribute to the creative process. We encourage people to embrace their paradoxes and complexities and open up to a deeper level of self-understanding and self-expression. It is precisely this ability to hold the self in all of its dimensional beauty that is the very core of creative achievement and creative fulfilment. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio.
New Rotary Connection featuring Minnie Ripperton there with I Am the Black Gold of the Sun. Uh, now to continue what we were talking about before, um, Kaufman and Gregoire uh, suggested in their book uh, 10 ways to uh, develop and build your creativity. So we're going to go through them now. We'll have a look at the the first three, first of all. Now, we've spoken a lot about play already in uh, in this show, and indeed that is uh, one of the, the, the main and first habits of mind that they recommend to foster more creativity in your life. So number one, imaginative play. Observing children in imaginative play reveals a wellspring of natural-born creativity. When engaged in pretend play, children take on multiple perspectives and playfully manipulate emotions and ideas. But is this just for children? Absolutely not. As adults, cultivating a childlike sense of play can revolutionise the way we work. Research shows that hybrid forms of work and play may actually provide the most optimal context for learning and creativity for both children and adults, and that play and intrinsic joy are intimately connected, creating a synergy that naturally leads to greater inspiration, effort and creative growth. Number two is passion. Passion often stems from an experience or relationship that moved us somehow and can lead to inspiration. It's often the emotional fuel that starts one down a creative path, but it's only a start. People who fulfil their creative dreams over the long haul balance the excitement about the future with realistic strategies for getting close to their goals. Inspiration with hard work and dreaming with doing. When someone advises you to follow your passion, use some caution. Aside from being one of the most common cliches out there, it's not always uh, very helpful advice. You must look for passion that is in harmony with your authentic self and is compatible with your other activities. Passion to prove yourself to others will probably not result in creativity as it relies on your avoiding challenges that would otherwise lead to growth. So while you should be open to what inspires you, don't follow passion blindly. Make sure it truly resonates with you and your skills. And number three, daydreaming. Creative people know, despite what their parents and teachers might have told them, that daydreaming is anything but a waste of time. A review of the latest science of daydreaming has shown that mind-wandering offers very personal rewards, including creative incubation, Self-awareness, future planning, reflection on the meaning of one's experiences and even compassion for others. Although it may seem, the act of mind-wandering is often anything but mindless. It can lead to improvements in creative thinking. So the next time you're working hard on a creative project or work assignment that requires intense focus and creative chops... Try taking a five-minute daydreaming break every hour. Try engaging in a simple activity that will allow your mind to wander, like walking, diddling or cleaning, and see how it affects your ideas and thinking. I remember April 
When the sun was in the sky and love was burning in your eyes, nothing in the world could bother me, 'cause I was living in a world of ecstasy. But now you're gone, I'm just a daydreamer. I'm walking in the rain, chasing after rainbows I may never find again. Life is much too beautiful to live it all alone. Oh, how much I need someone to call my very own. Now the summer's over and I find myself alone with only memories of you. I was so in love I couldn't see, 'cause I was living in a world of make believe. Now you're gone. I'm just a daydreamer, walking in the rain, chasing after rainbows I may never find again. Life is much too beautiful to live it all alone. Oh, how much I need someone to call my very own. I'm just a. Daydreamer, I'm walking in the rain, chasing after rainbows I may never find again. Life is much too beautiful to live it all alone. Oh, how much I need someone to call my very own. I'm just a daydreamer, walking in the rain, chasing after rainbows I may never. For ages, that was David Casty with Daydreamer. So why were we playing that? Well, today we are talking about creativity on telling your story, and we're working through ten suggestions that can improve your everyday creativity habits that you can pick up and that you can build into your life that will bit by bit increase your creativity. So we had number one: imagine to play. Number two, passion, and number three, daydreaming. And here's number four, solitude. The metaphorical room of one's own is a basic need for many creative people. Now, science has reinforced what the work habits of countless artists have demonstrated. Time for solitary reflection truly does feed the creative mind. Neuroscientists have discovered that solitary, inwardly focused reflection employs a different brain network than outwardly focused attention. When our mental focus is directly towards the outside world, the executive attention network is activated, while the imagination network is typically suppressed. This is why our best ideas don't tend to arise when our attention is fully engaged on the outside world. It's important to make time for solitude, to give yourself space to reflect, make new connections, 
and find meaning. Unfortunately, solitude is widely undervalued in society, leading many people to shy away from alone time. We tend to view time spent alone as time wasted or as an indication of an antisocial or melancholy personality. But the ability to enjoy and make productive use of our own company can trigger creativity by helping us tap into our thoughts and our own inner worlds. So don't avoid it. Indeed, embrace it. Well, number five is intuition. Intuition arises from the unconscious or spontaneous information processing systems, and it plays an important role in how we think, reason, create and behave socially. Over the past 30 years, cognitive scientists have made huge strides in demystifying the power of the unconscious mind, leading to the recognition of a dual process theory of human cognition or the fast and slow brain theory. Intuition is part of the fast, fast, uh, that's with an F, fast brain system. The fast brain is structurally more sophisticated than the, the slow brain. It helps us assimilate new information to our existing knowledge structures and aids us in complex pattern recognition and in making unconventional connections that lead to more original ideas and solutions. The fast brain plays the largest role when generating creative ideas, while the more deliberate slow brain plays a larger role when exploring those ideas and playing around with them to determine their uses and applications. And both the fast brain and slow brain have a role to play. Well, let's look at number six before another bit of music. There's openness to experience. Openness to experience, the drive for cognitive exploration of one's inner and outer worlds, is the single strongest and most consistent personality trait that predicts creative achievement. Openness can be intellectual, characterised by a searching for truth and the drive to engage with ideas, or maybe aesthetic, characterised by the drive to explore fantasy and art and experience emotional absorption and beauty, or effective, characterised by exploring the depths of human emotion. Research has found that the desire to learn, discover, seems to have significantly more bearing on the quality of creative work than intellect alone. So if you want to boost your creativity, try out a new creative outlet or a totally different medium of expression, or take a new route home from work, or see out a new group of people with different interests or values that you might learn from. Openness to new experiences can help increase your integrative complexity, the capacity to recognise new patterns and find links among seemingly unrelated uh, pieces of information.
we're going to leave status quo there because we have four tips left that we want to squeeze in before we play our final track of today. And number seven, John spoke about this last week, mindfulness. While the capacity to observe the present moment without distraction or judgment is a vital skill for anyone who seeks joy and fulfilment in life, it is particularly important for creative thinkers. And a, a large body of research has associated mindfulness as a practice and as a personality trait with many psychological benefits like improved tax con- task concentration, sustained attention, empathy and compassion, introspection, enhanced memory and positive effects and emotional well-being. And many of these are central to creativity. Number eight is sensitivity. If we think of creativity as connecting the dots in some way, then sensitive people, those who have a heightened sensitivity to their surroundings and also an intensified experience of sensory input, like for sound, lighting and scent experience, a world in which there are both more dots and more opportunities for connection. And number nine, turning adversity to advantage. Our experiences of loss, struggle, suffering and defeat can be powerful catalysts for personal growth, creativity and deep transformation. It's often through suffering that we learn compassion, from loss that we learn understanding and from overcoming struggles that we come to discover our own strength and beauty. And finally, number 10, thinking differently. Creative people are united by their unwillingness to abide by conventional ways of thinking and doing things. In choosing to do things differently, they accept the possibility of uncertainty and failure. But it is precisely this risk that opens up the possibility of true innovation. Will following all of these routes to creativity mean you'll become a creative genius? Well, not necessarily, but when the artist is alive in any person, whatever the kind of work may be, they become an inventive, searching, daring, self-expressive creature. And if we learn to embrace our own messy, creative selves, we give others permission to do the same. We help create a world that is more welcoming for the creative spirit and we make it possible to find a greater connection with others and with ourselves in the process. Well, thank you so much for joining us here and telling your story today on Cam Glen Radio. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up in a, a few minutes, we have it's Alan Stevenson with his own um, special blend of music. And to take us into uh, Alan's mood of music, we're going to leave you today with Dusty Springfield and Daydreaming. Bye.